Rarely has mankind hesitated to eradicate the creatures that stand in the path of this conquest. If we find ritual extirpation undesirable, it is from another Greetings, ladies, gentlemen, government agents, BDSM sex slaves tuning in to us during their 15-minute water break. And anyone who might be listening, this is Close Encounters of the Podcast Kind. I'm your host, Tasker, and we have Nick. I got to say, if you're uh, if you're like at a BDSM thing and your dominatrix gives you a 15-minute water break, they're going <laughs> a little easy on you. Yeah. Is that really dominating? Is that really like, you know, that's a, maybe a five-minute water break. Like, I'm going to step on your balls with these stilettos, but make sure you stay hydrated. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, what? <laughs> well, isn't the whole point of BDSM? It's like you're in for the sexual thrill, but you're not trying to fucking kill the guy. Yeah, but that's the thing is sexual thrill, especially mm. when it comes to masochism, is subjective, man. Like, some people uh, would think that getting pinched is like enough. You know, some people think getting slapped on the face is enough. Other guys just want to die of dehydration, and that just gets uh, them rock hard, which is just, ironic because at a certain point of dehydration, you can't get rock hard. So <laughs> it doesn't work out very well. It sounds like the worst fucking existence ever, just <laughs> constantly chasing your tail for the rest of your life. It's a physiological chastity thing for your wee-wee. <laughs> yeah. That's the only thing that ironically gets you off. So you're just, I guess you're just never having kids, huh? <laughs> that's so weird to think about dude <laughs> i wonder if that's a case let's look into that that's um i feel like same energy as the story of the guy who um who transitioned who's now trans woman but um back when the the article and the thing was written um the guy who would slipped a disc in his spine and would just orgasm like a hundred <laughs> times a day <laughs> That sounds awful. I mean, yeah. I, I know people make the jokes. They're like, oh, man, what a life, you know, just just cooming all the time. Yeah. But think about it. Every single second of your life, you're sitting there and you, you're what you're you're fucking get your kid's soccer game. <laughs> you, you fucking just cream yourself like five times in the game. Not a good look. Well, the hope is that you're shooting blanks, but I have a feeling that's not the case. So in that, it's like you have to wear like a diaper and shit. Like you have to wear depends because <laughs> you have to like that's fucking horrible. And it's and the worst part is nobody takes you seriously because they're just like, oh, I wish that was me. It's like, no, you don't, man. Could you imagine like having a serious conversation with somebody and they just fucking start Owen right in the middle of the conversation. <laughs> like you're, you're talking with your spouse about how you guys aren't sure how you're going to pay next month's bills. And all of a sudden you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember we, uh, uh, forever ago, this is just a fun little look in a uh, Nick and I's past life together, but we were at the gym and you know, we're, we're, we're lifting weight. We're grunting and stuff. And I think at one point I uh, said to you like, Oh man, is it weird that like, you know, technically by like lifting and grunting, people kind of know what they have, like an inside of what it sounds like of us having sex and your fucking reply. Or you didn't even skip a beat. You're just like, Dude, I wish I sounded like that having sex. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, How do you sound? I think it was something like. It burns. <laughs> and if y'all remember, once we uh, open up our uh, Patreon, that'll be our uh, our highest tier where you can watch uh, Nick and I give a less than exemplary sexual performance in a threesome with you. Yeah, it's very less than exemplary. <laughs> <laughs> it's a kind of a coin flip if either of us even get hard for it. But like, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't work well under pressure. So. 
that limelight, dude. It's it's hard. It's hard. Well, actually, it's oh, not hard. It's not exactly. See, that's the <laughs> that's the uh, sad irony of it. Oh yeah, all this stuff weirdly relatable to our uh, topic today, which is the finale, the actual finale this time. I feel like this is the third finale for Jeffrey Dahmer we've done, huh? Like it was funny that we thought we could do it in two, right? Um, yeah, it was pretty. Uh, not a lot of foresight for us on that one. No, it was pretty uh, gung ho of us, and then understandable that we could probably get it done in three that didn't work out either because nope. like you got to go over what we're going to go over today right everything that happened after getting caught and that's what today's going to be and um so yes it is the official con- the official finale the official conclusion there will be not be a fifth part mm-hmm. um so this is it on jeffrey all right yeah <laughs> maybe that'll be our april fool's day episodes we'll do jeffrey Dahmer part five and it's just us just I don't know. We just we research and actually just some other guy named Jeffrey who's just completely unrelated. <laughs> I would if we were to do an April Fools for Jeffrey Dahmer Part Five. I would like to do write fanfic for it, like Jeffrey oh, Dahmer fanfic. That's not bad. I, I think that could work. It would be fucking horrible and probably like the thing that would get us canceled for sure. Which I'm surprised has not happened yet. But uh, you know that would probably be that would would uh, break the camel's back. I think unethical. Totally unethical. unethical, but it'd be hilarious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that sounds like what's going to be engraved on your uh, your headstone. Unethical, but funny. Nick. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, a person to remember for sure. <laughs> oh, good God. So like we usually do before we get into the episode, we got to ask the stars what the tone's going to be, how this is going to go, how Nick and I are feeling and see if that reflects. So uh, you got anything for us today? I do. Let's see. So you should be at your peak of health. Physically, you feel strong and energetic. You're in the physical and mental space to accomplish wonders. So don't be surprised if today if today you do just that. This would bring you the promise of a brighter future in a creative, professional, and financial domain. Um, I don't feel particularly good today. <laughs> it's trying to cheer you up, I think. Maybe, yeah. Maybe it's just telling me to feel that way, but I don't, I could tell you a hundred percent. I feel like absolute hot garbage. <laughs> well, when we get to my horoscope, I I'll, I'll say right now as a spoiler, I'm, I'm not too much better. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So stars, sex is a two out of five. Hustle is a three out of five. Vibe is a four out of five and success is a two out of five. So oof. <laughs> it's a sad day today. It's just, it's just like, uh, Tasker and I were talking a bit before um, the recording, and we're just kind of in a bad mood. We're just kind of, you know, feeling down on ourselves, and yeah, it's pessimist. This is the uh, the the special pessimistic episode, Spe- pessimistic edition episode. Yeah, so bear with us, all right. And this and the, the subject matter isn't helping at all. You know, it's not like we're talking about the the Galactic Federation. We're talking about Jeffrey Dahmer uh, getting brutally murdered. And, which <laughs> you know, not that I don't, not that I feel bad for the guy or anything, but like you know, it's still somebody else is dying, and you know, everybody's dying around us, and the world's exploding, and a and a asteroid's coming into our our orbit next this week, and yeah. You know, it's kind of, I wished it was, I was going to say, you know, it's bad when you're like, you heard that it was only going to be in orbit, just skating by, just like, fuck, fuck, (laughs) fuck, that would have been such an easy out, dude. It would have been so easy. (laughs) Don't even, it's like, but you don't even feel nothing. You don't even have to make a decision. You just, you're just vapor. And, you know, back to stardust. 
Yeah, man. Back from whence we came. But unfortunately, yep. that's not how it's gonna be. So um let's just let's just try to be let's just try to be, you know, holidays are coming up. Yeah. You know, <laughs> jingle bells. Jingle all the way. And yeah, like you said, there's no asteroid to solve our problems for us. So we just gotta go back to the usual and just solve it the fuck ourselves, like we always have been doing, and as we'll do. Yeah, man, and uh, let me. T- uh, <laughs> Jesus. All right, let's move on. All right. <laughs> See, and that's how we're gonna. We're actually using this episode as a way to kind of cathartically uh, take it out on Jeffrey Dahmer's memory. So, and you know what's funny is I've been seeing these. I don't know if it's some kind of algorithm of the universe, but I've been seeing these memes um, circulate, and it's it's like being reused on different formats. It says the same thing. It basically just says. Uh, psychology major i'm I'm, de- I'm sad i'm depressed and everybody else just look at your notes like what are you doing dude He's like oh yeah yeah, yeah my bad <laughs> shit <laughs> like was he uh oh man like when she like when she just like stop being sad man it's like oh you're right <laughs> like shit Damn. My, i forgot <laughs> didn't think about that one dude didn't think about it <laughs> yeah it's fucking <laughs> it's pretty funny though those are, those nah. are pretty good memes no but don't worry i'm not depressed i'm just uh i'm just in a foul mood today so i'm exaggerating yeah. as i do i like to yeah. exaggerate it makes me feel better yeah and i would say yeah you're right i don't think depressed is the right description i think fed up is a bit of a just more annoyed and just kind of like ah fuck you know what's funny though is i feel like our lives are kind of like that bicycle meme where the guy puts the stick in the bicycle because it's like <laughs> we've to be honest most of my problems are <laughs> Or my own, like, doing. Yeah, no, same here. I was kind of thinking about that. I'm like, oh, man. (laughs) There was that one time when I started community college so many years ago where there was a very pivotal decision that didn't feel pivotal. But I was just like, yeah, you know, maybe I'll try a life drawing class. We'll see how that goes. Fucking kidding me. Should have done it, man. You should have done it. Should have done it. (laughs) <laughs> it's like dude it's just all these memes keep popping in my head it's like that one from Inter- i think interstellar with matthew mcconaughey where he's oh, like looking yeah. out he's like no 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 and you see yourself like signing up for life drawing and see at uh, your community college oh and i can only imagine anybody who's listening to this right now is i think that's a more of a common feeling than a, even people who made the right quote unquote right decisions might be feeling that too because everything fucking sucks now and even even doing the safe thing sometimes doesn't work. Like, what is it? That one website, they just had to fucking lay off like 20% of their entire workforce or something. I just had an epiphany. Oh, I think the meaning of life and I don't mean life like, uh, like, uh, in a, like an existential way. I mean, like the meaning of beings being alive, like animals, us, whatever uh-huh. is to suffer. Yeah. Because that's the only thing that really comes naturally. Mm-hmm. because if we don't meet our physiological needs, we suffer. If we don't right. meet our social needs, we suffer. Mm-hmm. And I think the meaning of life is to suffer. And the joy in life is finding ways to not suffer. Yeah. I, huh. Yeah. I mean, suffering is the ultimate motivator. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Well, All right. Very interesting. Yeah. Now we'll have to go into more in depth on that on the kickback episode. Cause um, yeah, we're, we're getting, you know, we're, we're getting a little, we're getting heady. Which is good. I think we're. I yeah. think we're growing and maturing. Yeah, I just. I think we're just looking for ways out. All right, let's talk yeah. about your <laughs> horoscope. What do the stars have in store for my uh, my old Scorpio buddy? Let's see here. Uh, as career and money matters continue to advance for you, more ideas and opportunities for expanding your horizons could come to you. You may have had a hard time deciding which ones are the most practical now. Uh, yeah. It might it may help to make a list and then judge which ones you want to use. Expect a lot of action and many changes, particularly regarding business possibilities. 
Yeah, I mean, my career has been very tumultuous lately, so and that's been pretty whack. But um, the hope is that something will work out, and um, that's you know, here's to hoping. Uh, my stars are super inaccurate though. Sex four out of five, hustle four out of five, vibe four out of five, success four out of five. Like, dude, you don't need to be like that fucking. You don't need to try to compliment me horoscope website. Like, I know how I feel. You don't need to try to convince me otherwise. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's that's straight up. A falsity. That's uh, that's rude. That's almost yeah, rude like, of them to assume yeah. that your stars are four across the board. It almost feels like gaslighting to a degree. I'm just like, yeah. yeah. Oh man. No, you're good. <laughs> you're feeling good. Don't worry. Fucking yeah, you're great. good. You've never felt bad in your life. You know. In fact, you're you are so fucking fertile right now. Like, holy shit, man. You, your <laughs> sperm is so strong. It's like, yeah. Dude, <laughs> so fast, so strong. Yeah. <laughs> I bet all your swimmers are fucking just like like Michael Phelps down in there. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> That'd be a fun way to compliment somebody on their first date, huh? Yeah. Um, I've heard your sperm is quite fast. <laughs> Would you like to procreate with me? Yes. I heard that they have a high pH resistance and that uh, I think <laughs> it's kind of cool. And that's pretty hot. <laughs> yeah, hey, guys. Uh, yeah. If you try that out, uh, let us know how it goes. And um, we are not liable for any lawsuits and or um, restraining orders. That's right. Yeah. Make sure you get consent first. For God's sake. Exactly. But let's look at somebody's life who's way fucking worse than all of ours. And let's get to this conclusion of Jeffrey Dahmer. All right, guys, let's do it. So welcome back. And today, like we said, we finally conclude the story of good old Mr. Wisconsin poster boy, Jeffrey Dahmer. Okay. Oh, yeah. America's sweetheart. (laughs) Now, everything that we've covered up until now has been his descent into one of the most prolific serial killers in the United States, if not the world. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, in the final part, we discuss his arrest, his interrogation, the trial, and his life in prison. So, without further delay, put on your big puffy powder judge wigs, smash that motherfucking wooden mallet, right? And don't drop the soap because we're diving right in. Yeah, and if you guys haven't seen the video of all the uh, officers and stuff pulling all the boxes and shit out of Jeffrey Dahmer's house... You should, because that shit's pretty harrowing, and it makes it, it just, it sets it in reality that you remember, like, there's, like, that one scene, the guy's, like, holding, like, a human, like, pelvis or some something like that, some kind of bone, like, yeah, these, that shit was super fucking real, so, um, yeah, I would, I would watch that whenever you can. Watch that, watch that, and then also watch, uh, the Dateline NBC interview that he did, I think, in early 1994, Oh, yeah. Uh, out from prison. It was, man, it's very insightful. Um, so definitely do that. Yeah, that's good. Like, after this episode, like, that's a good, like, if you want, if you want to hear more of the story and hear it right out of the fucking horse's mouth, uh, yeah, definitely you don't want to miss that. Yeah, if you can get past the accents, you guys will be fine. But it's very <laughs> difficult for me to get past Midwest accents. It's very hard. Yeah, they are, uh, they're unique. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> Okay, so when we last left off in part three, Dahmer had just been. Oh, okay, I wrote that weird. Uh, <laughs> like, had, like he'd been foiled. So, uh, I see. So, when we last left off in part three, Dahmer had just been had due to a fortuitous encounter with a smart to be victim and two police officers actually doing their jobs. Now, we will get to his arrest, his interrogation, and his, and his confession in this next section. Yep. So the horror is over. His spree has ended. He is now in police custody, and from this point on, that's so that the the you know that's he's already had his last victim. Like no more men will die at the hands of Jeffrey Dahmer. 
That's right. That's right. Mm. Now, starting that very same night of his capture and discovery, well, technically, I guess the early hours of the next day, Dahmer was starting to be questioned by Detective Patrick Kennedy. Now, Patrick Kennedy, you can find interviews with him on YouTube. You can find, um, I believe you can find some, uh, you know, him talking about it. He was very proud of the fact that he was the one that interrogated, that talked to, questioned and interrogated Dahmer. Um, he is in documentaries. So if you guys watch Jeffrey Dahmer documentaries, he will be in them because he will not say no to an opportunity to show up on camera and talk about it. Right. But despite his love of the limelight, he did do quite a good job questioning Jeffrey Dahmer. Okay. Ah. Now there was not much of an interrogation as Jeffrey waived his rights to a lawyer almost immediately and told Kennedy that he was ready to confess everything that he had done. Wow. Damn, so he was just like, dude, I'm I'm not going to fight this. Like, no, nah, I know what I did was horrible, and I deserve the max, so just just fucking do it. Yeah, and I think that he was, um, I think that even when he was still killing, near the, almost near the end, he was, like, ready to get caught. And I think that's why he was so sloppy on that last encounter and why he did the things he did, because he was just ready, dude. Yeah, he also lost his job at the chocolate factory. And I think that was because I think, like you said, I think he'd been considering it. But I think after losing his like favorite job that like was letting him continue to keep killing. um, That's where he was just like, what's the fucking point? And like, I guess I'll just keep doing this until they fucking get me. And then because I don't maybe it's just he lost his reason. He's lost his mojo. And now all he had was killing. And like we were all saying, he was kind of in a bit of a psychosis state too. Like, I think he was way fucking gone and he had no roots to reality anymore. And I think almost that was his weird in a weird way. Cry for help of I'm literally just going to keep doing this because there's nothing stopping me. And I'm going to be sloppy about it because I kind of want to be stopped. Like I, I want somebody to put me away because i know i no matter what happens i will always do this and always crave this and always want this totally man which is what and we'll get into this in a little bit but it's and and that's my observation as well and i and look i wasn't around i don't know for sure but from the outside looking in it seemed like he like you're right like he there was a drive an innate drive that he was not able to fight and Mm. um so when we get into the trial I'll talk a little bit more about how I feel about that. So let's let's keep it. Let's keep a little fucking post a note right there. So over the next two weeks after his capture, Kennedy and his associate detective Dennis Murphy would accumulate over sixty hours of interview time with Dahmer. Okay, and during this entire time, Dahmer was telling them everything. Ooh, that's now sixty hours. That's that's nothing to sneeze at. That's uh. Two four like yeah about three and a half days worth maybe oh did I fuck that up two four no that's less than three days yeah it just straight over the course of two weeks so that's like forty fuck. hour a forty hour work week so that's like a full a full like time job the first week and then a part time job the second week of just questioning talking to a fucking psychopath yeah so throughout this time period, Dahmer confessed to murdering 16 young men since 1987, and he also included that he murdered Stephen Hicks. Remember, he was the very first victim of Jeffrey Dahmer back in 1978 in Ohio. So yeah, he confessed shirt- to all of it. Yeah, the shirtless jogger who just went in for some bruise, and that was... Uh, oh, not- he was the... Uh, the shirtless jogger was the one who got away as oh. the first attempted... But right. Stephen Hicks was the hitchhiker. Hitchhiker, who, yeah. Yeah. 
And he oh, was okay. ready to go to a metal show, man. He was ready to go have a groovy time in 1978. Could you imagine a, a metal show in 1978? That must have been interesting. Too bad he didn't get to see it. Yeah. Well, it's funny, though, too. I, we were just talking about, like, oh, man, if we were born in a generation earlier, like, we'd be all homeowners right now. But also, there was a fuck ton of serial killers back then, too. So, you know, pick your poison. Yeah, man. Yeah, buddy. We would have mm. thrived. Yeah. <laughs> Take that as you will, audience. <laughs> now, the following will be some main points taken from these questioning sessions. So most of his victims were drugged and were drugged to be rendered unconscious before their murder. Most were strangled. However, some were killed either through the injection of boiling water or acid into the brain, as we know. He he also said that he had no recollection of his second murder. Remember, Stephen Tuomi, he's the one that he killed in the Ambassador Hotel. Yeah, where he blacked out and just woke up with his chest caved in, right? Mm-hmm. Now, Dahmer said that he wasn't sure if Tuomi was unconscious prior to being beaten to death, but he did admit that it was possible that seeing his bare chest and after seeing the sunken chest the next morning, it may have been probable that it was a sign that he was trying to get to his heart. Oh, that's creepy. Yeah. So he admitted that at least, and he's like speculating on his own actions. Yeah. Trying to just get to the heart, but just using your fists. That's uh, that. That's really creepy. That's some primal stuff right there. Mm -hmm. Dahmer also admitted that most all of the murders committed after moving into the Oxford apartments involved a ritual posing of the corpses before dismemberment. He specified that these poses usually included the corpse's chest being thrust outward. Oh. Because he just loved them chests, dude. He loved them chesticles. Yeah. Uh, it's, so, all the, it's all the ritualistic parts of it that really make it just extra creepy. And it gets weirder. Dahmer also admitted to performing sexual acts on several of his victims post-mortem, right? A.K.A. necrophilia. That was right. his jam. He didn't like it when, the, when his partners moved. He did not. Ugh. Now, uh, which is something else I'll bring up during the trial for the trial part. Mm. Now, these acts did not only include, you know, orifices and holes and stuff, but it also included sexual acts during the dismemberment process by using their viscera, their organs. Oh, God, that's the oh, ew, ew. oh, God. And so, like, of course, Nick's imagination when he was reading this started running. Like, what kind of stuff can you do? With human and turtle organs. Now, this is not a how-to guide, right? This isn't like how, <laughs> right? But this is just what I've speculated. So, one thing I came up with was, um, like, you know how they have like cock rings? Yeah. What if you made one out of somebody's small intestine? Yeah, that's that's a possibility. Creative. Okay. Um, you know how they have like flashlights? Yes. What if he was onto something? Right? He was like onto something, and he was like. I'm going to make a proto fleshlight, but out of somebody's spleen. Yeah. See, that's to me, that's the first thing I thought of. See, maybe he just like took the organs and like, you know, cut a hole and penetrated, start fucking it. Like that's, I mean, I guess there are some organs that do naturally have like openings that he probably used to. And that's, that's just weird and creepy. Like that's super like, ugh. <laughs> like I, I did not know that about Jeffrey Dahmer at all. Yeah, man, he liked the Morgans. So. Uh, weird. Now, Dahmer noted that during his murders, blood would pool up in the chest after they had died. Uh, 
he would suspend the bodies over the bathtub in order to drain the blood of them. So they, he would, you know, cut it like a deer, like when you go hunt deer hunting and uh, you're supposed to hang it up and skin it and drain the blood and stuff. Right. Kind of the same thing. Savage. He would then dice up and dispose of any organs or body parts he did not wish to keep. You know, uh, I imagine the stomach doesn't seem like yeah. there's a lot of use for the stomach. Yeah, the uh, the gallbladder. I'm assuming. Uh, what's the thing? Pancreas. Pancreas. Yeah. So I, and I will I will give a short list of things he did like to keep as far as because he he may have had his way with the organs um, mm. sexually, which is hard right. to say like without a straight fit with a straight face, but yeah. Um, but he didn't keep those organs in particular. Like he kept organs in particular because they were good to eat, not to fuck. Mm. So he fucked some of them, but most of it, I think he was more for, for the, the cannibalism. Yeah. He liked all of them, man. He was just, uh, like at a hometown buffet. You know what I mean? Just because, you know, I know when I go to hometown buffet, I don't just eat the food. Right. You know, I shove the macaroni down my pants and wiggle around in it a little bit, you know, so <laughs> it just you really got to get your money's worth when you go there. You know, you can only use it as much as you're as long as you're in the restaurant. Yeah. My favorite thing to do is to go up to the soft serve dispenser, shove it up my butt and then turn it on. Yeah, that was the last time you went to a hometown buffet, if I recall correctly, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm not allowed in any of them anymore. Yeah, you're like, I'll give you a new chocolate flavor to add your ice cream. <laughs> yeah, it's a swirl. Fucking disgusting. That's gross, bro. <laughs> That's awful. Butts are gross. All right. <laughs> Isn't it weird that men are attracted to butts, like on ladies? Yeah, well, that's because of uh, hips and uh, um, evolutionary. If we're talking evolutionary, okay, the, the, the objective is because it's fucking like sick. Like who doesn't love like a thick butt, you know? But also evolutionarily, uh, wide hips is a sign of um, easier uh, birthing process and stuff like that. And, and I get that. Like, I get the hip thing. I totally get it. But when it comes to like the posterior, right? And you're looking uh, behind, you're not even paying it. You're just looking at cheek. Like yeah. what's going on with that? You know what I mean? Like, why is that? Same thing with uh, boobs. Uh, I think it's just there's no real rhyme or reason to it. I think it's just a sign of being healthy, being supple, being like, you know, like I said, it's it's one of those like if we look at it evolutionarily, it sounds very like um, uh, like kind of like over analytical. So, I mean, obviously, like, yeah, she's got a fat ass. Like what's what's not to like? But it is interesting to think about that of like, why do we find that attractive? Like what is and also how the the type of butt that we like tends to change generation to generation. Because I think there was a time when like small butts were like a thing. Now we're in kind of like the juicy era where we're all in like, you know, thick like uh, BBWs or something like that. And, well, let's, like, not, go too, let's yeah. not go too far. Well, I didn't say that I like BBWs. So I can't just put words in my mouth like that. I'm just saying we're in that era where that's kind of like a that's a thing. But like, um, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of hard to say. Like, I think it, it really is just like a sign of just being like a healthy woman, just like how. Uh, with men when like you know it's a little bit different like usually it's that v-shape having like broad shoulders is considered to be a really attractive trait um being muscular because that shows strength if you look intimidating they, they find that attractive because it looks like you could fucking protect yourself and protect um uh, them like i said that's not like what everybody thinks but if we're looking at this as a purely scientific and evolutionary trait that's probably why those particular things are found attractive at such a popular level. Cause that's the thing is it's not just, it's not a minority. Most people find like broad shouldered men attractive or um, big butt women attractive. Like that's, I mean, try to tell me I'm wrong that that's not like a common thing. 
No, I think you're 100% right. And the people who say they aren't are fucking liars. And they're yeah. just trying to like be like SJW for sure. Yeah, just trying to be different. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, you don't have to follow the fucking the norm. But like, I, I think it should be addressed as such as it is the norm, though. Like people. Yeah, there's people out there who like small butts, too. Or there's people who like bony people. Like, totally. Like, yeah, it exists. But to say that because you like a certain thing, therefore, it's fucked up for you to like the other thing. That seems a little counterintuitive. Yeah, man. I, that's weird. That's just uh, something I thought about the other day yeah. and I was just like, man, I don't, I mean, I, I get that, you know, seeing a, a, a decent amount of fat on women, especially in places that are like secondary sex organs are like, yeah, it's attractive because it shows that she's able to carry a baby and have like a supple amount of energy. I get yeah. that, but also they poop from there. All right, let's move they on. do. They do. <laughs> so well, I don't we'll know. Just, it's our pre-programming to make sure we keep our, our species going. Like it's just, you could just think of it like this. That's just like, it's the fucking bloatware that got installed with us when we were made. Like, it's just, you can't delete it. It's there. Sometimes there's no rhyme or reason. It's just, it's just like why nothing feels good is the, there's a reason behind that. Because if it didn't feel good, we wouldn't fucking want to fuck ever. And then we would just die out. Yeah. Yeah, dude. That's true. <laughs> that's true, man. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's good uh, sex ed talk. I feel like we're getting a, we're very educational today. Yeah, feeling it, man. Cuz yeah. all we all because all we've been doing is studying for finals. All we have is fucking textbooks in our heads. That's a uh, that's a really good point too. I didn't even think about that. Like, yeah, we've just both been hitting books cuz yeah, it's final season. So, if you're listening to this right now, which um you should be paying attention. Get your final, do good on your finals, but like, yeah, we we feel it. It fucking sucks. Yeah, we feel we're out there. We're right with you guys. All right. So keep on the good fight. Make sure you get your A's and let's move on. Hell yes. Now, when there were bones or full skeletons that he did not want to keep, he would pulverize and acidify them to dispose of them completely. Mm. Jeffrey also confessed to eating many body parts of some of his victims. Now, in particular, he fancied hearts, livers, biceps, and pieces of thigh muscle. Those were his favorites. He would often tenderize the flesh and organs before consumption. And when he did eat them, he would usually do so along with various condiments. So, but now the, the, the really big thing we need to point out here is so it's not explicitly stated that he seasoned it. Y- yeah. Fucking white people. Well, what? <laughs> well okay look man no offense or anything but yeah. you sir don't yeah. like condiments okay yeah and he put now, condiments on it but he won't even put fucking salt and pepper i mean if you're gonna be a fucking cannibalistic psychopath at least have some fucking decency right but i'll give him credit for using condiments because tasker you don't even use condiments so you are using you are less open you on <laughs> You, so your score is lower in openness compared to Jeffrey Dahmer. I sp- Well, I'll have you know, I ordered a Baconator from Wendy's last night, and I did not do light condiments. I, I took it as is. Did you enjoy it? Or did you was- regret your decision? Be honest with me and the audience. Well, the reason I enjoyed it was because I swapped out the mayo for uh, um, mustard. Because I, 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 don't, I don't like mayo. I think it's gross. I think you're gross, dude. Yeah. Ketchup and mustard on a baconator? What the fuck? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with that? It's it's meat, cheese, ketchup, mustard on a bun. Like, what's, what's, and bacon. What's the hate about that? The only time mustard should ever be on a burger or a sandwich is if there's, if there is lettuce. 
Why does that matter? Lettuce doesn't and, taste like anything. Exactly, but it's a texture thing. The let the texture of lettuce goes a lot better with that bitiness of mustard than just like a straight up savory bacon cheese and and beef mess. You know what I mean? I thought it was fine, but whatever. I'm just fucking with you. I'm just trying to. Be, I'm just gaslighting you. All right, you son of a bitch. <laughs> um, no, but to no, but to be 100 percent genuine, I am happy that you got condiments, full condiments, not yep. light, on your baconator. Yep. That's a big step, and I'm proud of you. Yeah, because you were pretty. I think it was like uh, a couple months ago. I had an episode where I said I got light condiments, and oh yeah, you were you were not happy about that. I don't remember my reaction, but I probably was not happy. Although yeah, internally was, I was happy because it was probably like a step in the right direction, you know? Right. Yeah, you were you're pretty it was a mixture of horror and disappointment, I think. <laughs> My the next steps in our friendship is going to be for for me to get you into mayo and blue cheese because those are the top 2. Yeah, blue cheese is not that bad. I just prefer ranch. I'll I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, I've had it before because you've already forced me to have blue cheese before, and it was fine. I didn't, I didn't want to admit it, and I made myself hate it more than I than I actually did because you know, uh, stubborn. But like, no, I'll, I'll freely admit, like, blue cheese isn't that bad. It's just I just think ranch is better. And there's a it turns out there's a huge um, war about that that's continually ongoing. I'll eat either one, whichever one's more readily available. I will not. I don't care. But if yeah. I had a choice. It would probably be blue cheese, but it depends on where it comes from because not all blue cheese is created equal, just like not all ranch is created equal. True. That's that's very, very much on the money. So it's an interesting question. Um, who has the best blue cheese for like a red, like an available chain throughout the country? My money is on. Now, this is going to come as a surprise. Red Robin has the, uh, some of the best blue cheese. Red Robin has good range too. I, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Red Robin is a pretty. I feel like a lot of people sleep on Red Robin, dude. It's really good. It's tasty, man. Big burgers, yeah. bottomless fries, uh, and good, good condiments. So I don't know. That's just me, man. I got to give ourselves a pat on the back. How we went from like complete, like gut wrenching, gross Jeffrey Dahmer to somehow talking about palatable, yummy stuff and well, like <laughs> seamlessly. Because <laughs> I'm hungry, man. And we've talked multiple times on this podcast about cannibalism. All right. Right. It it does not phase me anymore. And I'm hungry. <laughs> I'd say I, I think we're handling this quite well and professionally. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm proud of you anyway. That's the moral. That's the long and the short of it. Yeah. Thank you. But my point being is uh, I don't think Jeffrey used salt, salt and pepper and that uh, it's kind of a bit of an eye roll for me. Yeah. But what what more do you expect now, I hate I, to keep picking on the Midwest, all right? What more <laughs> do you expect from literally the widest white people in the country? Yeah, and I also, too, like, I'm sure after you've committed murder, you're probably not in the best headspace. You're probably forgetting things. You're probably just kind of, you know, not all there. So maybe I'll give them that little benefit. But I think um, it's almost it's almost as criminal as the murder. I guess I was going to say the same thing. I think that's all. That's probably wor the worst diagnosis he could get was the fact he didn't use seasoning compared to his other ones. Fucking so like they're all like interviewing him and stuff. It's just like, and yeah. And then he's like, and then I ate them and they're just like, oh, okay. Okay. Did you use seasoning? Like, no, I just use condiments. And then they all gasp and like freak out. Lock him oh up. My, holy shit. I don't even need to continue. He's this. a monster. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking put him to the chair. Like, no. <laughs> Good God. So Jeffrey said that he was completely swept up by his need and kill for uh, and his compulsion and need to kill. He right. also stated that, quote, 
it was an incessant and never-ending desire to be with someone that at whatever cost, right? Someone good-looking, really nice-looking. It just filled my thoughts all day long, unquote. <laughs> I like how your Jeffrey voice makes him sound like just the jolliest fucking beer-drinking Wisconsin <laughs> to exist. <laughs> just not a bad thought in his mind. Hey, man, I will never do him justice uh, in order to not pay tribute. Yep, that's a fair point. At one point during these interviews, Dahmer was asked why he had kept seven skulls and two entire skeletons from his victims. Now, this is something very important, so pay attention to this part for later in the trial. Mm. Jeff responded by saying that he was in the process of creating a full-fledged altar displaying the collected and preserved body parts of the victims. He was going to have incense on this altar, black cloth, the whole shebang. Fuck. That's quite a project. Yes. Now, when asked in a November nineteen or November 18th, 1991 interview for whom the altar was dedicated to, Dahmer said, quote, myself, it was a place where I could feel at home. He further, or unquote, he further described his intended altar as a, quote, place for meditation, unquote, from where he believed he could draw a sense of power, adding, quote, if this had happened six months later, that's what they would have found, unquote. So he was like ready to work on this thing and he was going to meditate on it and get power from it. And that's why something that we're going to talk about in the trial right uh, in a little bit is going to be very important. Okay, so remember that. You know what's weird is I think if it was like pre-Dark Ages or something like that, Jeffrey Dahmer probably would have been like in power, like his fucking weird ghastly altar, like, you know, Vlad the Impaler kind of era, like... He probably like would have been like, yeah, he probably would have been in a high position. But I mean, that yeah, says a lot about how far we progress as a, as a species. Yeah. And I think we've been doing a great job. And I was thinking the same thing. He would have got, dude, he would have been the talk of the town during oh, yeah. Vlad the Impaler days. He would have been, you know, he men would want to be with him and women would want to not be with him. You know, I, I don't know. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he would have his altar of actual human bones and people would respect him for it. But Thankfully, yeah, that's not the case. I was just thinking about that of like, you know, with the black thing, the black uh, tablecloth and all the bones and stuff like that. Like back then, that's like shit like warlords used to do all the fucking time. Although back then there wasn't like, you know, drugs to, you know, knock people out. I don't think Jeffrey had the the backbone to, you know, stand out to other warlords because that's the thing. It's uh, it's easy to get it, but the hard part is keeping it. Damn straight, man. Just like pimping, man. It ain't easy, but it's also pretty <laughs> easy. You know what I mean? <laughs> wild but well good thing they caught him though and that that altar was never made and i do believe there's actually uh drawings of it too that they recovered that i think you could look up and find online yes so Dahmer did draw some sketches of what this altar was to look like and it, it looks like it looks like what i would draw like it looks like something <laughs> with my level of drawing ability or maybe like a three-year-old's you know what i mean got you oh, let me let me look at let me give my artist interpretation here uh jeffrey Dahmer drawing yeah, I mean, his line quality is like okay. It's it's say that's a pretty typical untrained artist, but like, I mean, if he tried, like maybe. But I mean, it's it's surprisingly clear. It's surprisingly cohesive. Like, there's not a lot of scribble. I'm I'm surprised at that. Well, you know what they say, man. All people who could have been great artists end up doing terrible things, Tasker. 
<laughs> I just, I've been keeping an eye on you ever since this whole Hitler business, and now Dahmer. Good God! I don't think Art was ever really in the uh, the sphere for. Well, me, uh, no, because he was trying to build a, a fucking uh, an altar, so he was starting to get a little artistic. Yeah, he just chose three uh, D medium, which is uh, well, he likes to use his hands. So, yeah. you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. I say I'd say it's not fair to critique his work because obviously he's untrained, and I feel like that's a that's a really mean thing to do. No, do it. Oh, far be it from us to be mean to Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> well, it's just like if I make fun of Jeffrey Dahmer's art for being unrefined because he's not an artist. Like, what does that say about every other artist who's just starting out? Like, you know, it, it affects other people. I want to roast him, but it's just you know that I have a I have a responsibility with my skill set. Uh, I don't, so I'll do yes. it. Look, <laughs> if if you guys out there, look look up the Jeffrey Dahmer drawing and then look at your drawings. If yours are similar to his, just give up. Just yes. stop it. You know what I mean? The last thing we need in this world is more artists. No offense, Tasker. All right? This is not the Renaissance. All right? Nobody's just fucking painting for a living anymore. Just move on with your life and do something productive. All right? And honestly, if you take Nick's advice right now, you might be saving yourself a lot of pain in the butt. So not that I'm saying like, you know, give up, but um, it's not too late. Like you can get a normal job and afford things like, you know, <laughs> don't quit not, your day job. That's what he's saying. It's, it's not too late. Like you can still make it through. Tasker's a very talented artist. All right. That's why I don't say these things to him. But to all y'all out there, just stop it. <laughs> well i mean shit i technically made it i'm trying to get the fuck out of there so actually one know. of our listeners i'm not going to say her name but one of our listeners is a talented artist as well um so except for you too you know who you are everybody else stop it all right yeah <laughs> there's you know it's not it's not worth giving up your ability to uh go out to eat and afford christmas presents yeah study a stem major you know mm -hmm. do something productive that maybe you can cure cancer one day yeah, exactly. It's always uh, if if you can't pull it off while you're still living at home. Um, I mean, I'm not saying like you know if you if you really have that much faith in yourself, go for it. But like, uh, it it is unkind out there. So yeah, just do do you do you, man. Yeah, you do you. If you don't have to worry about money, then fucking do it. All right, Leonardo yes. or whatever. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I only know like three artists, dude. I know three <laughs> names. That's it. Yeah. Well, and also too, another big thing that I think is really important is. Um, Success is almost never, if not ever, um, self-made. Like, success is made through community. Like, you just... A lot of really famous people who pulled themselves up from the bootstraps, either they were poor... Or, or no, they weren't poor. They, they were rich. They had help. They met somebody who helped them. So, if you have that, fuck yeah. But, uh, you know, just, you know, get, make sure you got a plan. Make sure you got uh, money. Stuff. Anyways, that's uh, we can talk about that on the kickback. Yeah, we'll, on our kickback, we'll do we'll be like your your guidance counselors for your, your career. All right, <laughs> there we go. We could build a career. We could build a career in career counseling. How about that? <laughs> yeah, perfect, dude. I perfect. <laughs> all right, now we will get into some of the brief details of Jeffrey Dahmer's indictment. Okay, just some of the details. So, I mean, it's pretty obvious where it's going, but just so we have the facts straight. Right. On July 25th, only three days after his discovery, Dahmer was charged with four counts of first degree murder. After more details about his crime surfaced through his confessions, by August 11th, he was charged with an additional 11 counts of murder. Then, back in Ohio, investigators were able to corroborate Dahmer's story about Stephen Hicks. Remember the uh, hitchhiker? Yeah. So, they found the bone fragments and molars in the area where they were told to look. 
So with this revelation, he was also charged with the murder of Stephen Hicks by authorities in Ohio. Mm. So a total of 16 charges of murder across two states. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. Now, you may be thinking the math's not adding up here because it's not. Now we have to talk about what Dahmer was not charged with, okay? He was not charged with the attempted murder of Edwards, and he was not charged with the murder of Stephen Tuomi, and that's why the numbers don't add up because we can't forget Stephen Tuomi was killed by Dahmer. Right. So they just just didn't charge him at all? Well, the reasoning behind this lack of indictment for Tuomi was because they could not prove his guilt beyond a reasonable doubt. Now, it may uh, seem kind of dumb, but the problem here is that he legitimately had no recollection of the incident, and there was no physical evidence shit. of of Tuomi's body. So it was basically just off of the video surveillance of of Dahmer and Tuomi going into the into the hotel, and then Dahmer's confession of it. But they don't have you know his body. They don't have forensic evidence from the hotel room because it's been fucking years. Uh, so, so that's just a f- luck. I mean, he's already getting hit with all these other charges, so he's already going to die in prison. But it's just it's another one of those things of that's the fault of our justice system is sometimes you can just slip through the cracks totally. And it's a goddamn shame, too, because even though we all know, even though he wasn't charged with it, we all know he killed Stephen Tuomi. So it's like, oh, now this is going to be controversial. Probably the most controversial thing I've ever said on the podcast. Uh, kind of like. O.J. Simpson, right? We all know he did yeah. that shit. Absolutely. Yeah, but the law says otherwise. And it's the same case with Steve Stephen Tuomi and that murder. Um, we all understand he killed him. But unfortunately, Stephen's family won't get any real justice, law system justice because of this. So, yeah, just keep that in didn't mind. A, didn't O.J. get like arrested like a couple years after anyways for like trying to like break into like a museum or something? He tried to, I think it was a dude's like either a hotel room or apartment. He was trying to break into to rob his own memorabilia. Oh, dear. That was sold to him. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) What a. And he still has a Twitter account. Oh, my God. What in the fuck is going on in this world? Yeah. And we wonder why this nation uh, is kind of falling apart. Well, there you go. Oh, uh, uh, one of the blue collar comedy guys. I forgot his name. There's your sign. Who says that? Um, uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, me neither. It was a, that was a flash in the pan. All right. Let's yeah. move on. <laughs> <laughs> you know what we're talking about. Uh, let us know in the Discord. <laughs> so on January 13th, 1992, a preliminary hearing was held at which Dahmer pleaded guilty, but insane for 15 counts of murder. Okay. Mm. Um, so he, like I said, he was ready for this. He was like, I did it, but I did it because I was I was under mental, you know, I had a mental or personality disorder. And that's what we're going right. to get into now. Okay. This is the interesting shit because it, it really says a lot about the justice system and it says a lot about, um, and I want to give my opinion as well. And I want you to hear your opinion as well, too. Sounds good. Okay. So with that out of the way, with all the indictments out of the way. Mostly as an explanation as to why he was only being charged with 15 rather than 16 counts of murder. Let's get into the trial itself. Okay. Mm. Now, the trial began on January 30th, 1992. Now, since Dahmer previously played. Now, here's. Okay. Riddle me this, Tasker. This is something I have a question about. I was too lazy to look into it. Um, Okay. 
through, throughout the different readings that I did for this, oh, I should say my keeper read for me, right? I, I according to our lore, I'm in, I can't read. Um, so my keeper was reading these things to me, and every time, and and obviously when talking about law, instead of saying pled, it says pleaded. Now, why is that? When pled would be what would would be what I would imagine to be the grammatically correct. It's like hanging. It's like hung yeah. and hanged and stuff. Right. Um, I would say it's probably just law because law when you're writing law and like with stuff, it's super official and there's a very specific rhetoric you need because and the reason being is the rhetoric needs to have this super this high specificity because they want to make it as little room for interpretation as possible or change the the level of interpretation to favor them. So I think it's more of a, I mean, I don't know law, how to read law or how to write law, but I think it probably is something to do with that of it's a specific rhetoric that you can't really like contest because the, um, they're saying he plead because it was like he pleaded. Is that what it, that was what they say, right? Yeah. He pleaded guilty. And I think because uh, he pled guilty, which we, we say casually, but I think in the official, I could be wrong. If you're a lawyer out there and you know why they do that, like let us know because that, that is super interesting. But my guess is that there's just a very specific way to line it up to where like it can't be like, you know, brought up in like a trial again or it can't be brought up in like a, well, they misinterpreted. They said this the wrong way. Therefore, the, the trial's invalid. So like, fine, you have to say it like this every time. So strange because like when I'm relaying the information, uh, you know, for our audience, it's it's hard for me to say pleaded. pleaded. So I was just that's why I was just thinking about that. It's like why you know, but interesting. Yeah, or maybe there is no point at all. Maybe that's just it's just traditional because also sometimes that's another reason why people do shit is just goes well. It's just kind of how we've always done it, so we just keep doing it. Yeah, good point, man. All right, so I will go by this though. I will say um, so now since Dahmer previously pleaded guilt by insanity there was no initial trial to establish guilt on his part right so they're they're of course bypassing that stuff he pleaded guilty yeah instead the main focus in the beginning was to well pretty much for the whole trial was for was to determine his claim of insanity Mm. because that's huge in this case yeah because so he pled insanity though right yes pleaded that's weird, isn't it? It, it doesn't. Is it does not roll off the tongue, dude. <laughs> yeah, it does not make me feel happy. To say it either, so. <laughs> I sound like I feel like I'm from the south when I say that shit. No pleaded. offense to anybody in the south. I played it guilty. Yeah, <laughs> you're not wrong. So the prosecution said that there was no mental or personality disorder that would reduce Dahmer's ability to understand the horrific acts which he had committed. Mm. The defense was trying to say that Dahmer was indeed suffering from a mental or personality disorder and that he had been driven to commit these crimes. Basically, that he had no control over his actions and could not determine right from wrong. Okay, that was the basic outline of the two sides. Okay. But did now, they determine so did they determine that or are you gonna get into that? We're gonna get into a we're gonna get into some detail here because there's some stuff we gotta talk about, and I want to hear your opinion on some of this okay. stuff. Cool. Now, the first expert witness on the defense side was Dr. Fred Berlin, 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 whatever, stated <laughs> that Dauber was unable to confirm or conform his conduct at the time due to him suffering from ma- a major paraphilia. Of course, that would be necrophilia in this case, his specific paraphilia. Mm-hmm. A second expert witness, Dr. Judith Becker, confirmed for the defense that Dahmer was indeed a necrophiliac. Mm-hmm. Then finally, 
what we've all been waiting for, a forensic psychiatrist named Dr. Carl Wallstrom officially diagnosed Jeffrey with borderline personality disorder, schizotypal personality disorder, alcohol dependence, and a psychotic disorder. Wow. Now, just as a side note here, before we talk about this, I could not find which psychotic disorder he was diagnosed with. Okay. Mm-hmm. It could be a lot of things, but it could be anything from schizophrenia to schizoaffective to delusional disorder. There's all kinds of psychotic disorders. There's like a brief psychotic disorder. So I don't know. Um, yeah. I wish I knew, but it's one of them that they, that he was diagnosed with, which makes sense because at the end there, remember he was starting to be a little delusional um, yeah. and to us, to a sense where he was losing ground with reality. So yeah. that's not normal. Normally we, even on our worst days, people don't go that bad. So there's definitely something wrong there for sure. And, and unfortunately we don't have access to the actual court record, so we can't really say for sure. Right. And I don't have his notes. I don't know exactly what the hell's going on. I can tell you that schizotypal personality disorder makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, of alcohol dependence is a no brainer. Well, yeah, that's obvious. Yeah. <laughs> and I can see some traits of borderline personality disorder just from what I've read of Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, yeah. So in my in my opinion, it makes sense. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so now something that I want to bring up is a lot of times people. Um, wait, maybe I misread the maybe I misread the. Oh, <laughs> <Uh-oh. laughs> okay. no, I didn't misread. I'm good. I'm good. Um, OK, I, 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 say, I had a we, brain fart. <laughs> I was going to say we haven't had a, a, a platinum official CEO TPK oopsie daisy in a really <laughs> long time. <laughs> no, I totally had a brain fart. I was like, wait, did they say schizotypal personality disorder? A, a psychotic disorder, but I'm like, no, they're different things. So never mind. Okay. I cool. fucking brain farted hard <laughs> um, in the clear, in the clear. So, but I should say that schizotypal personality disorder is often confused with being schizophrenia, you know, okay. because of the name, it makes sense. Um, yeah. But really the market, the market uh, traits of schizotypal personality disorder is a, a very difficult time forming close relationships and um, delusional slash paranoid thinking. And last but not least, um, what we could call odder eccentric behaviors. Now I want to remember that. Uh, do you remember now at the end there, he was talking about a, an altar and meditation and gaining power. Yeah. Um, and also, of course he had a hard time forming relationships. So from, yeah. in my opinion, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. It seems to line up, especially cause yeah, schizotypal. I was like, I don't know if that was schizophrenia, though. I mean, I don't know a lot about that, but that makes a lot more sense as something like that of just like he's just there is a way of labeling when you have very erratic, weird fantasies, behaviors, what you derive power from, what you derive confidence from, what you derive like, you know, when it's these really dark, horrible things, that's not normal. Like that's not people don't normally like it's not that easy to like become that because i feel like there's some people who freak out where it's like oh if my kid watches uh accidentally watched a cannibal corpse concert or accidentally watched like house of a thousand corpses like now they're going to be a serial killer it's like no it's takes a lot more than that i mean your kid might be fucking traumatized and horrified or he might just become goth but it's just you know it's not it's not that easy you know you can't fuck up your brain that simply because if you could trust me there'd be a lot more fucking serial killers out there Absolutely, dude. Yeah. So, um, so what do you think? I mean, in my opinion, I think that these are pretty sound 
diagnoses. Again, don't have the court records, don't have the interviews. Yeah. But it, uh, it, just from what we know about him, it makes sense. Yeah, I can see that. And I think also, too, it's I would not call him insane. I think he is just fucking evil. I think he's just. Yeah. And I think all this stuff, like, you know, it's a good way to explain it and it's a good way to label it. And um, but like when you like killing people, that kind of puts you that kind of separates you from everybody. And that's kind of not really something that is going that really, you know, can't really get over that, especially if you have an obsession over it. Like it's just, it is what it is. So I think his, uh, I think he's a hundred percent lucid and I, I don't think he deserves to be able to hide behind insanity. Cause there are some fucking serial killers. Like, uh, was it like Richard chase who actually was just a complete lunatic? Yeah. And that, and Richard chase seemed to have, uh, seem to have traits of schizophrenia for sure, just like straight up schizophrenia. And you're not aware of delusions in that in most cases with schizophrenia. When it comes right. to schizotypal, there's there's period, there's possible periods of psychosis, but yeah. usually people can tell the difference because it's brief and it's it's not as intense as schizophrenia. So yeah. I agree. I think, but the only thing I wish we knew more about was that psychotic disorder that he was diagnosed with, because that would tell us some yeah. more about. Because that's the that's the biggie. That's the one that's like, okay, if he's really insane and he doesn't know what he's doing, that's the big one. Not personality yeah. disorders, not alcohol dependence, psychotic. But we don't know, so it's just speculation. Yeah. I think the fact that he got arrested, admitted to everything is just, you know, waived his lawyer rights and all that. I think he knew exactly what the fuck he was doing. And I, I don't think for, I don't believe for a minute that he was just like lost to something he couldn't control or stuff like that. Like, yeah. Okay. The alcoholism for sure. Like that's a, that's a real fucking problem. That's, that's hard and addictive. And, but I think the killing people thing, I think he made a choice. And I, th- I think that he gave into something for sure. Something yeah. that he was consciously giving into because I don't doubt that there was a drive, some kind of a right. need in some of these people to kill or to or in in this case to get what happens after the kill, right? The body yeah. parts, the exactly. closeness. Um, but I agree. I think it was totally conscious. Um, and obviously, I mean, in my opinion, it was evidenced by the fact that he fucking meticulously well until near the end there, but he meticulously got rid of like he acidified body parts to get rid of you yeah. know what i mean it's just like he had a he had a plan yeah when you're psych in a psychotic state and you're doing things without being conscious or lucid like you don't have necessarily you may have a plan but not like that's pretty meticulous like that's kind of like you could make that argument of like well he's just high functioning and it's like nah i i think it's a bit of a stretch yeah, I agree. I agree. So I think that I think that some of these diagnoses are pretty accurate, but also he knew what he was doing. He like personality disorders don't make you forget everything that you just did is if you just killed somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I'm with you. I, I do agree that I think he does he definitely like this diagnosis is correct, but I don't think that uh justifies him enough to be reason for it to, uh, insanity plea. Yeah. So, um, so I'm with the prosecution on this one. So let's, with that being said, let's talk about the prosecution and, and their expert witnesses. Right. So the first witness on their side was Dr. Philip Resnick. Now, Dr. Resnick stated that Dahmer did not suffer from primary necrophilia because he seemed to prefer, because li- now this is in his words, he seemed to prefer live sexual victims. Uh, no. Something that goes against what we heard time and time again. Yeah. Dahmer himself like admitted that's that is not true and now the only thing that they used to 
back this statement up was the fact that he, for a little time there, attempted to create like submissive sex slave zombies with the acid, right? Um, right. But that's not enough because obviously it seemed to be more in favor of unconscious sex. Hmm. Another, so, so I don't, I don't agree with that. Yeah, I think that's pretty weak. <laughs> <laughs> now, another expert witness, Dr. Fred Fostel, did not believe that Dahmer was suffering from any mental disorders at the time that would hinder his ability to differentiate between right and wrong. I agree with that. He, mm. like Tasker and I just discussed, he had a plan, he had a cleanup, he had a way of disposing of the body. He knew what he, if he didn't know what he was doing was wrong, he wouldn't have given a shit about cleaning anything up. He probably yeah, would have totally. been killing people in bars and stuff. And I think that's a super good point you you brought up is if he didn't think it was wrong, I don't think he would have taken that many lengths to cover it up. Like you only hide shit when you're guilty, when you don't want to be found. Like, yep. Yeah. I mean, fuck, even his words when he got caught uh, for what I what I've done, I should be dead. Yeah. He knows what he did. Piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Now, the final witness, Dr. Park Dietz testified that he did not believe Dahmer to be suffering from any mental disease or defect at the time that he committed the crime, stating, quote, Dahmer went to great lengths to be alone with his victim and to have no witnesses, unquote. Very true. Remember, he would always lure his victims somewhere else, usually to his place of residence at the time, where right. he could do what he wanted to do without any witnesses. So it makes sense yeah. to me. Good point. And great emphasis on great lengths. That's not just something like you just kind of cobble together. That takes time. Absolutely. He explained that there was ample evidence that Dahmer prepared in advance for each murder. Therefore, his crimes were not impulsive. I think the only one that could be impul- uh, could be construed as com- uh, impulsive, impulsive was maybe Stephen Tuomi. Yeah, but that was way early on. But all the rest yeah. of them, it's pretty dang obvious and i mean like the guy was buying barrels and shit to pre pre murder to be ready for when he does eventually murder like if that's (laughs) not pre fucking determined i don't know what is now although deets did concede any acquisition of a paraphilia was not a matter of personal choice he also stated his belief that dauber's habit of becoming intoxicated prior to committing each of the murders was significant stating quote if he had an impulse to kill or a compulsion to kill, he wouldn't have to drink alcohol to overcome it. He only mm. has to drink alcohol to overcome it because he is inhibited against killing, unquote. So, so yes, he's right. I think that Dahmer, and we've talked about this in the series, he didn't like the killing aspect. So I, I, I see where he's coming from. But I still believe that there was a compulsion to get to the end goal. There was a need to have a body with him body parts, that kind of stuff. So I, yeah. so I agree. And I, but I also think they could have expanded on that, you know? Yeah. That is interesting. Like the usage of alcohol in this whole thing. Cause like we were saying, he had to be, he was pretty fucked up when he did it. And a lot of that stems from the fact that he did not enjoy killing. He did not like to do it. It was a big pain in the butt, but he wanted that end result so bad that he was willing to kill. And I, it was almost like, I feel like if there was a way for him to get dead bodies without having to kill that were like exactly what he wanted, he would, he would have done that in a heartbeat. That's just so much less effort. Yeah. Yeah. But the, Hey man, this ain't the 1800s. You can't just go out and dig up graves anymore. You know, they have their, they they got like fences and security, like mm-hmm. they got like night watchers. So it's a pay. So it's interesting that he thought it was an easier task 
to to lure people and kill them in order to get yeah. bodies but also like but but then also you don't know what you're getting when you dig up graves he yeah. had a specific type and i think that was a big part in it is he wanted to he wanted to find the ones he wanted yeah so. exactly and he had a whole ritual about it and like it was just i i think exactly that and like you know there yeah there could be a way you can do this without murder but then you don't get what you want you don't get the exact thing that you want and the ones that he like cherry picked to be his exact specification which is really scary but it you know it's methodical and yeah. that's why he did it yeah i agree man i totally agree mm. so deets ultimately diagnosed Dahmer with substance use disorder paraphilia and schizotypal personality disorder no psychotic disorders um sound like these all make sense. They left out borderline. Borderline was definitely borderline for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know it was bad. I'm sorry. So, uh, <laughs> but no psychotic disorders. Got it. Now the two Im- that they brought in two impartial psychologists appointed by the court to examine Dahmer. And these two psychologists were not with the defense and they were not with the uh, prosecution. They were simply there just to see what was going on. I see. I spelt that totally whack. Okay. Forensic psychiatrist. (laughs) Uh, So these two people were forensic psychiatrist, George Palermo, Palermo and clinical psychologist, Samuel Friedman. So Palermo stated that the murders were the result of a quote, pent up aggression within himself. He killed those men because he wanted to kill the source of his homosexual attraction to them and killing them. He killed what he hated in himself. Unquote. Now that is an old school, psychoanalytic psychodynamic take on it that I don't mm-hmm. personally agree with. Um, yeah, but I, I think, yeah, like we said before, I think he just, that's it's digging a little deep. I think he just wanted dead bodies to eat and have sex with. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's interesting is, is psychodynamic stuff. Super interesting because it's interesting to see how things in your past could relate or in your life could relate to your current behavior, but sometimes it's a stretch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oof, whack. Palermo concluded that Dahmer had a severe mixed personality disorder with antisocial, obsessive, compulsive, sadistic, fetishistic, borderline, and necrophilic features, but otherwise legally insane. Makes sense. Fuck yeah, hell yeah. Friedman, not not to the not to the uh, the, the to thing, the whole I mean. the whole list the, of the diagnosis. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Give me those fetishistic personality Fuck disorders yeah. anytime, baby. Hell yeah. Just line it up, put them in plates in front of me. Hell yeah. <laughs> Just pee in my mouth, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Gross. So Friedman, the other uh, the other gentleman, testified that it was a lo- longing for companionship that caused Dahmer to kill. He stated, quote, Mr. Dahmer is not psychotic, unquote. Um, yeah. I can get more on board with that assumption because... Dahmer himself admitted he wanted closeness. He yep. wanted to, he wanted them to not leave. So yep. I get that, but also he concluded that he was not psychotic. So we have three against one on the whole no, uh, psych- psychotic versus non-psychotic thing. Yeah, which I think is accurate because yeah, the he did suffer from a lack of companionship, and but the weird thing is his idea of companionship was really twisted and horrible, and this was the only way he would feel satisfied. And that's uh, to a degree is tragic, but it's also you killed fucking like what? 16 people. Yep. Mm-hmm. Kind of hard to feel bad for him. 
Also, I should note that Friedman spoke kindly of Dahmer, describing him as, quote, amiable, pleasant to be with, courteous, with a sense of humor, conventionally handsome, and charming in manner. He was, and still is, a bright young man, unquote. He diagnosed Dahmer with a personality disorder not otherwise specified, featuring borderline obsessive compulsive and sadistic traits. Makes sense again. Um, yep. And well, also, you keep in mind, that charming personality is how he lured people to their deaths. Yep. That, and that we'll see, as we cover more serial killers in our podcast, we will see that being a, a great, great pattern. Um, that's just the way it is, you know, and, and it's an overlapping trait with different personality disorders. So we'll see. Wild. So this trial lasted for two weeks just to determine his sanity, basically. Now, up until uh, February 14th, which I think is Valentine's Day. Yep. When closing arguments were given by both the prosecution and the defense. The very next day, the verdict concerning Dahmer's state of sanity was given. He was considered to be sane and had not suffered from any mental or personality disorders at the time of his murders. I totally agree Hell with yeah. the first one. He ain't sane, but Wait, he definitely he, had some, he, like, he ain't sane. Oh, no, he is oh. sane. He ain't insane. Sorry, Mike, yeah. I, I messed that up. <laughs> he was definitely, he was definitely sane. He knew right, right and wrong. He covered his tracks, um, but... They also stated that he didn't have any personality or mental disorders at the time of the murders. That's not true. He definitely had some personality disorder yeah. stuff, but that's beside the point. The whole point was to figure out if he was insane or not. Yeah, and I can see him maybe having some, like, you know, like, it probably wasn't as bad until, you know, you start fucking killing people, which I imagine kind of, you know, cold-blooded killer or not, killing people makes changes to your psyche. I And I firmly believe that. I think whether you're at fault or not, whether it's a good or bad change, a change will happen. And if he had these disorders before, which we, you know, I think can agree on, he probably did. Certainly murdering made it a lot worse. And I think definitely heightened them because of the, just the spike of all that, of just doing this horrendous thing and the, the trauma of ending a life and the, and that whole deal. Like I can imagine, like it just took it from like a level four to like a level 10, like that. Totally. Yeah, I mean, um, so if you have these pre-existing conditions or at least the start of them, and then yeah. all of a sudden you start killing people and your whole cognitive world changes, the way that you think things and interpret things, yeah, yeah. man, amplified. And it's just like, this is what you get. You know, it's yeah. terrible. I agree completely. So two days later, on February 17th, formal sentencing for his crimes commenced. Mm. Dahmer was sentenced to life imprisonment plus 10 years for each of the first two counts. And for the remaining 13 counts, he got another mandatory life sentence for each plus 70 years each. So a little overkill, but you get the it was it's out of principle, right? Yeah, exactly. Now, many out there might be wondering why he why what? Why did he? OK, I, I see. I was hung over when I wrote this. Um, <laughs> why did he not get the death penalty? Because as you could imagine, in a lot of states, six, uh, 15 counts of uh, first degree murder, usually, you know, you get the life, you get the life uh, death penalty. Right. Well, Wisconsin has abolished it since 1853. So the best they could do was just a shit ton of life imprisonment uh, yeah. verdicts. And I think a lot because some people are might be thinking, like, why give him 13? Like, or uh, what is it? How many life sentences did he have? Altogether, he got one for each, so 15. Yeah, and it seems almost pointless because obviously, like, you know, it's like he can't live 15 full lifetimes. Like, that's ridiculous. But the point being is that you're never getting out. 
even if you can somehow get off on one of those charges. Because that's the thing is, as time goes on, sometimes they acquit people for shit. But if you're in for... So if you had, say, two life sentences, and then you got acquitted for one and managed to get a reduced sentence for the other, well, you might be able to live to see life outside of prison someday. Like, that's not possible. True. By giving him 15 life sentences... Even by some miracle pitch, they managed to get even three of his life sentence taken away. You still got it. You still got it. That's only a fifth. You got a. You got yeah. a ways to go. You're, <laughs> you're not getting out. You're dying in prison, and there's no hope. Like that's that's why they do it. And then I should mention, okay, because that's the that's those. But three months after his conviction in Wisconsin for these ones, he was also convicted with the murder of Stephen Hicks back in Ohio in a very quick 45 minute court hearing in which he pleaded guilty. So he received a 16th life imprisonment sentence from this hearing. There it is. All right. And now let's talk about Dahmer's prison experience. So once sentenced, he was transferred to the Columbia correctional institution. For his first year of imprisonment, he was actually put in solitary confinement due to concerns for his physical safety in regards to the other inmates. Yeah, I imagine he's not super popular. Not popular because, one, he killed a bunch of people, you know, more people than uh, crime of passion, right? I'm not saying there's a hierarchy. There's a hierarchy of crimes in, in prison. Crime of passion, murder is pretty bad. But then when you just kill 16 people. Um, yeah. that's pretty bad on top of the fact that I don't, I, I can't remember exactly, but like what half of them were underage. Yeah. And men, and he had sex with their dead bodies and ate them like not a good, even, even murderers are like, what the fuck? Yeah. Not a good combo. Okay. Nah. And yeah. And like you were saying too, if they're underage, like that does not, they child killers do not do well in prison. I am told. You get you get put to the top, you get put to the bottom of the hierarchy, and you are on the bottom of the food chain, and that's not yeah. usually doesn't end well. Yeah, and it just seems like a waste to throw him in prison only for him to get murdered by his cellmate the next day. So that's why, yeah, let's put him in solitary. Let's let this bubble down a bit. But after this first year, he was moved into a much less secure unit with his consent, and this also leads to my belief that he was just ready to die. Yeah, he knew. Well, yeah, the man hasn't been the dude's an alcoholic. He hasn't been able to drink since he got arrested. He can't kill anybody anymore. He can't this driving primal force that gave him his reason for living. He no longer has. So, yeah, I imagine he's uh, not feeling too hot. So let's move to the less intensive unit. He had more time out. Well, relatively more time outside of his cell. So he was given a two hour work period every day in which he cleaned uh, all the toilets in this, I think it was the unit, which is pretty gross. Yeah, but deserved. Deserved, yeah. Yeah, you have to remember, it's gross in my head, but he deserved that shit. Yeah, absolutely. Shortly after this, now Dahmer became a born-again Christian and was Boo. baptized by Minister Roy Ratcliffe in the prison whirlpool. <laughs> Boo. Now, on July 3rd, 1994, an inmate named Osvaldo Dorothy attempted to slash Dahmer's throat. Um, It was a piece of metal filed into a shiv attached to a toothbrush uh, while he was while Dahmer had just finished a church gathering um, or church congregation. Now, it sounds fucking scary. okay? but by this point, like I said, Dahmer had maintained very regular content with contact with his mother and father and both his mother and father 
stated that Dahmer was beyond ready to die at this point and that he would accept any punishment that came his way. So he didn't so he give a shit that him. his, yeah. Yeah. He probably gave him an opening. He probably might have even saw that he had it. And he was just like, all right, maybe today's the day. And the time has come. All right. We must now discuss the death of Jeffrey Dahmer, what I call street justice. Early in the morning of November 24th, 1994, Dahmer had left his cell in order to attend his cleaning duty. Two other inmates had gone with him to the prison gym showers to clean, Jesse Anderson and Christopher Scarver. Now, unfortunately for Dahmer, there was a 20-minute period of this trip where they were unsupervised, okay? Which is debatable if that was on purpose or not. Right, right, exactly. Hmm. At 8.10 that morning, Jeffrey Dahmer was found on the floors of the gym bathrooms. He had suffered massive head trauma, and it was a 20-inch metal bar, solid metal, that did most of the work. His head was also smashed against a wall multiple times. So he took a, he took a beating, dude. Yeah, pretty, pretty violent. Now, at the time, Dahmer was barely still alive and rushed to the hospital, but Jesse Anderson was found there as well, beaten almost half to death with the same metal bar. Anderson would die two days later. No, Anderson? Maybe I wrote that wrong. Jesse Anderson? Was it Dahmer or Anderson that died two days later? Did I even talk about when Dahmer? Uh, let, me, oh, let me look it up. Look it up. I think it was Dahmer. I don't think it was Anderson, but check it out. Okay. What's what's the guy's name? Scarver? Yeah. What's his first name? Christopher Scarver? Yeah. Okay, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Murders in prison. Uh, November 28th, 1994. Jesse Anderson and Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh, he got the bar from a piece of equipment in the prison weight room, by the way. Um, Dahmer was declared dead an hour after arriving at the hospital. Anderson died two days later. So you were right. Oh, I just forgot to put in when Dahmer died. No, yeah, fuck <laughs> yeah just the, the guy this whole episode's about. Not, <laughs> not, not a big deal at all, man. Okay, so, okay, got it. So, upon arrival at the hospital, Dahmer was declared dead only an hour after, okay? So his, I mean, he had very severe head trauma with both the bar and the and the wall, okay? Yeah, I think the head smashing thing is probably what finished him off. Now, Anderson, uh, who was also attacked by Scarver in the showers with the pipe, uh, I feel like this is like a game of Clue, uh, was... <laughs> he was declared dead two <laughs> days later from his injuries. Mm-hmm. So let's ask ourselves, what the hell happened in the showers? Yeah. Well, the other guy, Chris Scarver, was thought to be schizophrenic. Mm. As soon as he killed both men in the bathrooms, he rushed back to a prison guard and told them that God had told him to kill them and that they were now dead. We'll now get a little bit more into that later, though, because there's okay. something. Yeah, it's a little fishy. I think anybody could say that. (laughs) There was the demons in my head. So we'll get a little bit more into that in a second. But upon hearing that Dahmer had been killed, his mother, Joyce, responded publicly by saying, quote, now is everybody happy? Now that he's bludgeoned to death, is that good enough for everyone else or everyone, unquote? To which which the world replied, shrug. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. (laughs) That that does sound pretty good. (laughs) So all now here's what we got to talk about. Now, although Scarver confessed in 1994 to having concealed the weapon used to kill Dahmer and Anderson in his clothing on the morning of the murders, 
in 2015, which is, by the way, um, indicative of him not doing it during like a psychotic episode because he planned to kill them in the showers. Mm. Um, in 2015, he publicly stated that murders of Dahmer and Anderson had resulted from a confrontation in which one of the two men had poked him in the back as the three had begun their assigned work detail. In, uh, so now it's getting a little more. Well, let's see. Let's see. It sounds like a case of don't touch me, bro. Gone wrong. Yeah. And I've been there, dude. Yeah. Yeah. In this renewed account of events, Scarver claimed that the two had laughed at him when he had turned around in response before Dahmer and Anderson each walked to separate rooms to begin their cleaning duty with Scarver following Dahmer toward the staff locker room. Scarver alleges that immediately before murdering Dahmer, he had concerned him or cornered him and presented a newspaper article detailing Dahmer's crimes and demanded that Dahmer answer whether the account was true. Because if you're somebody like Jeffrey Dahmer who goes into prison, the last thing you do is tell people what you're in for. All right. So it could be very real that some of these people didn't know what he did. True. And it took seeing a newspaper to to do that. Yeah, and I don't know how much access to outside news you really get in a prison system. So maybe it took them a while to figure it out, and they pieced it together. Scarver further alleged that he had been revolted by Dahmer's crimes and that Dahmer had been openly unrepentant. That Dahmer taunted prison employees and fellow inmates by shaping his prison food into imitations of severed limbs, complete with ketchup to stimulate uh, simulate blood splattering, and that prison staff, knowing of Scarver's hatred for Dahmer, had deliberately left the two men unsupervised so that he could kill him. I mm. Now, we have to remember that this is one man's account, and one man's account who say, wants yeah. attention. Bit unreliable. I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't even know who the fuck Dahmer was. I think he just got mad that they laughed at him and just fucking murdered him. Yeah, yeah. Now, furthermore, Scarver stated that Dahmer was so disliked by fellow inmates that he required a personal escort of at least one guard whenever he was out of his cell to prevent inmates from attacking him. So this is, again, guys, this is all stuff coming from Scarver. Um, For whatever reason he did it, he did it. Okay? Yeah. That's the main point here. Dahmer's dead. He has been dead for damn near, what, 30 years now? Yeah. So, you know... He's not going to be hurting nobody. And uh, last but not least, in his will, Dahmer said that he did not want any funeral services to be conducted upon the event of his death, and he wanted to be cremated. So in September 1995, Dahmer was cremated, and the ashes were split up between Joyce and, was it Leonard? Lionel, Lionel <laughs> his <yeah>. father. <laughs> and that's, that's it. That's huh? fucking Dahmer, dude. Oh man, what a fucking wild tale! Just like it's just such a wow, and it's it's interesting. It's what's that one quote where it's like, "This is the way the world ends, not with a bang, but with a whimper." And that sometimes these horribly catastrophic stories just end so quietly. Yeah, yeah, man. Mm. But you know, like I said, that's street justice. That's, yeah. uh, you know, for whatever whatever motive Scarver had, he did it, and uh, now he's dead. So, yeah, exactly. And it was, like you said, there's a lot of unreliable narrating going on here, a lot of unreliable storytelling, because I, I feel like I believe more in the camp of, like we were saying, he, he probably didn't even know who Dahmer was, but then when he heard he just murdered one of the highest-profile serial killers on the planet, 
well, yeah, you know, people start, you know, they like attention. They like, they want to be in the limelight. They want to be like, I killed this monster. Yeah. Fuck you. And, and they learned he didn't have to even use the schizophrenia excuse anymore. Yeah. He's like, yeah, that was, you know, uh, not officially diagnosed. Yeah. Yeah. A little kind of, maybe I was, maybe I was a little ahead of myself there. Maybe I got a little excited, but it's like, ah, you know, it's just, that's, that's wild, man. That is a wild story, but stomach turning at times, but we, you know, we got to talk about the cannibalism. We got to talk about all that shit because, that's the full experience. And that is um, that is it for our first ever uh, serial killer expose. Yeah, man, I enjoyed doing it. I think that, I mean, it was difficult at times, but it's it was, you know, insightful. Um, a good change of pace. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to doing more in the future. So, you know, I was thinking about this. If there's any particular ones that you guys want to hear about, you reach out to us on social media <laughs> and we'd be more than happy to cover other true crime serial killers that, spark your interest you know yeah because it's not just about what we like to talk about but also we want to know what you want us to talk about so and i'm sure there's plenty that we can reach a good middle ground on and there's just it's really crazy interesting stuff it's just even crazier that all of it actually happened and um yeah it's just it's a it's a neat thing to report on and i was on good behavior because like Tasha said, <laughs> this stuff happened and i had to catch myself many times and i think i did a good job i'm patting myself on the back and, yeah. um, you know, I, I think I'm a different man now. <laughs> yeah, actually, now that I think about it, you were incredibly respectful this entire episode. Well, more so than usual. So I did it, man. I think that I'm, uh, I've ascended. I am a new being, an ultimate being, if you will. And I think, um, I will use my new, my newfound powers, uh, justly, but with a soft hand. That's that's a good way. It's a good takeaway. And I don't know about you, but um, because I know uh, we started this episode a little little on the pessimistic side, but I'm, I'm feeling a little better. I'm feeling a little bit better too. I'm a little more awake. I think my problem was I was just like really groggy earlier. You know, yeah, uh, yeah, waking up. But yeah, I'm feeling better. Um, yeah, to see that there's some justice in the world. Yeah, nothing wakes you up like hearing a story about some guy who fucked a liver. I mean, hey, that's all. Spe- that was my bad, man. I was just like taking guesses. I was trying to be creative, you know? Well, it's important though. I think that's something like, you know, because I'm sure everyone's kind of wondering about it, but we're we're doing the, the hard thinking for you. So you don't have to terrorize your imagination with these kind of things. I thought of another one. Oh, yeah? Okay. Large intestine. Okay. Autoerotic asphyxiation. Asfixi- asfixi- uh, but instead of a see- belt, you use... Yeah, I guess it's just that feels like so much more like work than like just a belt. Like, I feel like that's just too inconvenient to really be worth it unless you're into the sexual throw of the fact that it's a human organ. That's I think you. that's I think that's what's going on here, because like nothing yeah. seems to be too inconvenient for Dahmer. Yeah, so yeah. he puts a lot of work into this shit. So I think uh, I mean, hey, that, it's just an idea. I'm not saying I would do it myself. <laughs> I don't even do I don't even do it with a belt. All right. All right. Not anymore. Well, it's also. Yeah. Well, it's dangerous, man. The like, and I think we've talked about this before is also because if you fuck up and you don't get the belt off in time, that's how they find you is dick in hand, jism all over the place. You got the best, you got the best fucking finish your life. (laughs) Shortly followed by the panic of, oh, oh no, I won't be able to get up from this, huh? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. And, uh, as, um, if you've been keeping track of the numbers, um, next episode is the big 100. I mean, 
We're doing the, of course, a kickback after this because we need to keep everything split up because it's been hella crazy busy. I know, uh, Nick, congratulations. I know you got that job you were looking for. So good job on that. Thanks, man. See, I was really happy about it. But then I also realized, wait, that means I'm going to, I'm doing 15, <laughs> 16 units and working. So I was like, yep. it's like bittersweet. Like the financial, the financial stress will be gone, but that'll just be a whole other different type of stress. But it is what it right. is. I'm doing what you got to do. I'm manning up and I'm fucking. I'm going to cry later in the shower, but it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> See, at least, you know, at least you'll be nice and warm when you do it. Yeah. Oh, f- good point. Good point. Dude. <laughs> Looking at positives now, <laughs> but you know, we we're, were hitting 100 episodes probably after the kickback. Um, it looks like it's going to line up with um, our two years of doing this podcast. So we'll, um, you know, we'll linger and be all sentimental about that when that happens. But um, yeah, we're, we're hitting a lot of milestones kind of in like one, like, perfect trifecta we're getting close to twenty thousand listens which i guess you could say over two years worth of having a podcast having only twenty thousand listens is modest but you know what we're proud of it we're really we did this from the ground up we've had no help in advertising this we've had no i mean obviously outside of you know word of mouth and all you guys telling your friends and stuff to listen to that's that's all on you so give yourselves a pat on the back we're happy to keep on making the show for you and um like i said we're hitting episode 100 in two years at the same time just expect a little, little, little bit of sentimentality. Yeah, just a little bit. Probably more so from Tasker than myself, because you know I'm not, I'm not one for the sentimental. I'm not one for. Um, but I will say that, and I'm not, I'm not going to get into it until episode 200. But I will say that we have 100. Whatever, what, whatever, man. You know what I mean, all right? <laughs> That's how sentimental you are. Yeah, I'm like whatever fucking episode. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will say that we have devout listeners and mm. those of you who reach out to us we love you guys um, yeah just hearing from you is awesome to know that you're still listening to know that what we're saying is still interesting or entertaining and we thank you guys so yeah um, no we got know, a killer killer listeners you guys are awesome <laughs> see because it's a jeffrey Dahmer episode yes. see what I, see what I how droll yes yes <laughs> oh we appreciate you guys all the time we love hearing from you you guys have been nothing but kind to us and um some of you were even kind enough to show your uh spotify uh what is it the unwrapped or whatever yeah and like uh yeah like a couple of you guys had us on like some of your your top listens and shit like that and that was like I feel like like text in the Discord doesn't fully describe like how much that means to us and like how cool that is and like that's super that's super awesome and we couldn't be more proud to be a show that you will want to listen to and uh, we love doing it. It's also pretty therapeutic for us and we can let our frustrations out on uh, people who both do and don't deserve it. Yeah. Yep. And you know, like Tasker was saying, the text is hard to it's hard to relay emotion. I know I'm not a big. T- I think Tasker and I are both not great texters like i think like mm. when we write stuff in discord it looks like we're like working on our dissertation you know what i mean like yeah. <laughs> so so i apologize about that but know that it's there that we really do you know thank you for having us be your top podcast that's something that i never thought i'd see so same yeah you know. it's incredible so thank you guys so much like i said we'll, we'll go into this a little bit more but sort of a preemptive strike because we know it's going to be two weeks before the uh the big 100 comes because that's a that's a huge deal that's a lot of episodes and um even with kickbacks, like so each of our episodes are, we'll say on average, like hour, hour 45, maybe. So we officially have like um, over a thousand hours of content. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you guys. Four. And <laughs> yeah. based off of some of your numbers on the Spotify wrapped, you've listened multiple times. So thank you. Yeah. So much appreciated. Just want to shout that out. Like I said more, more when the time comes, but you know, business as usual. 
So thank you for listening for this one. Um, obviously, Count Chocula episode still in the work. Um, with Dahmer, we kind of had to step away from it because there's such a thing as too dark. I know we're, we're a bit of uh, we can be kind of edgy, a little too edgy sometimes, but even edginess has a limit. Yeah, and when you when you get two sick, sadistic sons of bitches in the same room together, like Jeffrey Dahmer and Count Chocula, um, things can get a little. Then it's no longer fun. It's no longer funny. It's just kind of sad. Uh, so yeah, you know, I'm back to research taskers. Back to research on Count Chocula. Uh, mm-hmm. So we will be working on that episode in order to get back to you guys with that. Eventually, we will get this episode out. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, unfortunately, we probably won't be able to get it out by Christmas. But um, I know some of you were hoping for that. But um, we hope that you can enjoy what we have in store for our ep- our 100th episode and what we're going to do with all that. So that should be really fun. But uh, Count Chocula episode, well, it's definitely coming soon. Definitely, we're definitely going to get that out as soon as we possibly can. But if you're on iTunes, you could five star rate and review us. That would super help us to, you know, pump us up to the so we show up on the search. And actually, a uh, side note here to break up things a little bit. Uh, if you search CEO TPK on Google, we are almost the first result. Uh, we almost beat. Uh, yeah, we almost beat Scrabble um, with the uh, anagram. Wait, so is, is that the first result is Scrabble? CEO. Yeah. See, uh, that's what that was. That's been our ultimate competition: is beating a Scrabble uh, word generator from all Scrabble words that you can make from the letter C E O T P K. That's been our the the thing we've been trying to beat. Uh, well, that 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 that's difficult to beat. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> but we're almost there, dude. We're almost at the front page. Um, we show up on Google a lot more, so that's that's really cool. So if you five star rate and review, that would really help to we can one day beat Scrabble. That would be uh, that's a huge achievement in my opinion. Uh, also, too, if you're listening on Spotify, you can click the follow button. We will update you with every episode every single Wednesday, like usual. Our Instagram is at CEOTPK. YouTube is Close Encounters of the Podcast Kind. Twitter is at CEOTPK1. Our TikTok is at CEOTPK. Facebook is Close Encounters of the Podcast Kind. You can just type that in or go to Facebook.com slash CEOTPK. Our Facebook, by the way, has all these links in the above, so you don't have to type it out because who likes working? Uh, you can email us at CEOTPK1 at gmail.com. Join our Discord at discord.gg slash lowercase b, number six, capital C, capital T, number five, capital M, capital X. If you feel the need to donate, we have a coffee, ko-fi.com slash CEOTPK. If you have a message you want us to say on the air, please let us know, and we will gladly do so. Just nothing, you know, like, um, you know, nothing too weird. Yeah, but let's get a little weird. You know, like, I'm always down to get a little weird. Yeah, that's. uh, I feel like if we didn't get at least a little, little weird, like, you know, what the fuck are we doing? Also, I looked at the Google result myself, dude. We are on seven of ten on the first page. That's awesome. If just for CEO TPK, because that's like a generally that's a weird term, you know. Yeah. Um, the other there. ones are just anagram stuff. So we're we're doing good. Yeah, we're we're climbing. And uh, let me see. I'm looking if we type in just our podcast itself. Uh, we have a little little blurb on the right. People also search for. So it's like you know, we're like showing up as like with like related to other shows. Um, let's see, are we on Amazon Music? We are. I put us on Amazon Music. What? I I never looked at this. Well, I mean, I mean, I could look at this more in my own time, but that's uh, that's pretty cool. I I did not know that. Wait, Close Encounters of the Podcast Kind Podcast for Curious Minds. Okay, that's an ad that doesn't count. So those are <laughs> ads. Wait, we have an ad. We have an ad. The the Amazon result ad is a the Amazon music result for us is an ad. Well, 
We didn't pay for that. Well, it's more of an ad for Amazon Music, right? But using our name because that's you know what we agreed to, I guess, when we joined them. But I will say though, I'm happy now because when you used to Google Close Encounters of the Podcast Kind, <laughs> we used to have competition with this other podcast that had been around a lot longer. It's called Close Encounters of the What was it? Drunk Kind or something like or something some other iteration of it. Yeah, and we finally kicked him off the front page. So we yeah, are just now up. on the front page, which is awesome to see. I love that. Yeah, that's right. Because, yeah, we, remember we said we need to start uh, punching upwards, you know, to start some drama for, for free clap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, let's just start calling out PewDiePie and see if he responds. It'll be awesome. Yeah, fucking, yeah. yeah PewDiePie, you, you, uh, you, you're you bad at games. You said the N-word once on stream. Yeah. Do you remember that? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm sure he remembers that. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he's reminded every single day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thank you guys. We're, we're, starting, to, we're starting to beat out competition, and uh, we'll see what happens in the future. So thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed the series. Hope you'll enjoy the next upcoming stuff we got for you. And um, yeah, it's, it's all good stuff. Look, whether you think that whether you think that the circle jerk at the end of the episode here was well worth it or not, the truth is out there. And if you nutted during the circle jerk as you joined us spiritually, um, yeah, it's not. Uh, oh, God. Nice. Oh, God. Okay. The tea's coming back up. Oh, ooh, yeah. I've been drinking a lot of Earl Grey tea lately because I'm rewatching Star Trek Next Generation, and that's all that Picard drinks, my dude.